Welcome to the Ivana Barron Podcast. My goal for this show is to bring you some weekly encouragement, personal experiences, and practical advice in the areas of wellness and faith. Thank you for being here, and let's get right into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the episode. So in this episode, I'm sharing a previously recorded interview that I did with Dee, a faith-filled mom. Dee is a certified personal trainer and wellness advisor. And in this episode, she's sharing with us some ways that we can stay motivated on our wellness journeys, as well as giving us some background and some information about our own wellness journey and transformation. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview and I will talk to you guys on the other side. Okay, good morning, Dee. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for, you know, agreeing to be on the show. I really appreciate it. I've been following you for a long time and we've actually met in person um, at one of the uh, Fit Approach events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like what, back in 2015 or something like that? Yeah. That was a while ago. Funny. Yeah. You're one of the first bloggers that I started following. So it's just kind of pretty cool. It's like full circle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it definitely is full circle. And that's awesome. So I guess I'll start off by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, and then what made you start your whole wellness journey? So um, a little bit about me. Well, my name's Dee, and I am a mom of three. I want to say little girls, but they're not little anymore. <laughs> um, three girls, 15, 11, and five. Um, I married my best friend. We've been married for 15 years. And um, yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. And then um, one day I just decided that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was 85 pounds heavier than I am now. So in the last four years, I guess, I've lost 85 pounds. I've got my fitness and exercise science degree. And now I am a personal trainer who is certified in multiple certifications. And I get to help other people um, just live a healthier lifestyle every day. So, um, yeah, my journey has been nothing but amazing, um, all to the glory of God, I have to say. And it really just started because I, um, was, I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was almost 32 and I was, um, had a baby. My daughter at the time was like eight months old and I was on the train and a man asked me, so when are you due? And oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was kind of the catalyst. That question actually was a catalyst for me to be like, oh, what is going on? And it was at that point in my life, like you, um, when you are overweight, you don't look at yourself in the mirror, you don't take pictures. So you kind of become oblivious to what you look like and how you look. Um, and I was just going day to day until that man brought it to my attention and I knew I needed to lose weight, but it wasn't really, um, I didn't, I wasn't motivated to do it. Let's just say that. Um, I was a drive through junkie and I was perfectly happy sitting on the couch watching all my, my TV lineup and being a stay at home mom and just taking care of my girls in my home. Um, and so I started, I decided that I was going to do a rugged maniac with some girlfriends. They asked me to do it and that was going to be like how I was going to lose the weight. And, um, I started I didn't really start. Actually, no, I didn't start anything. I started thinking <laughs> about training for um, the Rugged Maniac, and but I never like really a, did it. Is that like a 5K or? Yeah, it was a 5K. Okay. And it's an obstacle. It's like a mud run. So you like do all the different obstacles, but it's not as hard as like a Spartan. 
So um, I didn't really train for it. And then two weeks before, I was like, okay, I'm going to start training for it. Really didn't do it. So I did the mud run, and I didn't do well. Um, at that point, I'm 5'3". I was 236 pounds. And I walked the entire thing. I didn't do any of the obstacles. And I really ended like the race kind of disappointed in myself. Okay. And so um, I promised myself that I was never going to, I was going to run that race again, but I was never going to run that race at the way I was. It wasn't necessarily weight or anything, but just at the way I was. So, um, then I started my weight loss journey. I, um, joined an online program and kind of started learning how to eat better. Um, cause like I said, I was drive through junkie. I was all about heat and eat, like convenience foods, our fridge and deep freezer, which we don't even use our deep freezer anymore, which is crazy. was just filled with boxes of different things that you could just like put in the microwave or put in the oven and it was automatically made. Um, and so, yeah, I just started learning how to eat better and just learning how to move. I hated exercise. So, um, being in the online group was great because I had like an accountability, um, check-in and there had people online to check in with cause I was at home and, um, through that process, I just kind of started falling in love with the process. And so, um, a little bit into my journey, I did, uh, also, I was also about like all like, you know, the fix, fix you fast, temporary fix, 91 days, like all those things. All I was all that about. doesn't last. <laughs> right. I was like, I, I'm trying to get fit quick. Right, <laughs> so right. um, I did one of those like nutritional cleanses is what I'll call it. And I did it for 30 days and it, it it's an expensive like thing you do. And um, it was hard. It was really really hard. We were on very limited calories a day, maybe like 500. Wow. You had to take all these different like drinks at one hour, a little chocolate square at another hour. Like there's all these things you had to do. And it was fasting for 30 days. So I actually used it as a time to pray mm-hmm. and just like fit, like fast, like a prayer fast as well as a food fast. And so um, at the end of the 30 days, I wasn't fixed quick like I wanted to be. Um, but I definitely had a much more intimate relationship with God. And it became my aha moment mm-hmm. of wanting to not lose weight so I could look cute, but lose weight so that I could honor my temple. And that's pretty much what um, ended up after that 30 days and what people now see about me today and how I live my life. Um, it's when I became faith-fueled is what I tell people and kind of just changed my mindset of um how I wanted to live my life. So rather than making decisions so I could be skinny, I was making decisions so I could honor my temple. And honestly, as I continue to do that, just one of the manifestations of treating your body well is you, your body starts to look good. Mm -hmm. So, um, just from doing that, being very prayerful, um, very intentional, I slowly, but surely, um, began to lose weight. So then I got to, I don't remember what birthday it was, but it's always my birthday. You know, you always become so reflective around your birthday. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I was like that this past year. I turned 39. I'm like, I'm almost to 40. So, you know, this is a time in my life. Not only do I need to start, you know, looking at things that I want to change, but also going after things that I've always wanted to do, you know, and that I haven't done yet. 
Exactly, exactly. So that's what happened. Um, I, I don't remember what birthday it was, but I decided that I wanted to do a bodybuilding competition. Um, we were at the beach, which is what we usually celebrate our birthdays. My, my husband and my sister, my husband and I, all of our birthdays are two days apart. So my husband's August 26th, my sister's the 28th and on the 30th. So we usually do like a barbecue or we'll go to the beach. Like it's always like a end of summer type bash and we celebrate each other's, all of our birthdays at the same time. Okay. So um, it was at the beach and of course in a bathing suit and stuff and we're taking pictures and I was looking at the pictures and I was like you know I think I want to do a bodybuilding competition and my husband's like yeah I'll do it with you um and he didn't but (laughs) I did and that started me um I'm sorry you said that he didn't do it no he didn't okay he didn't follow through (laughs) on his part (laughs) no no, he did not but he was a really good supporter and encourager through the process and that's important during those kind of things because you know that takes a lot out of you and I'll just stop you right there I just noticed a lot of people when you know when they want to make a change like that they will go into something like a bodybuilding competition or just something that's gonna you know kind of catapult them into you know where they want to be yeah I agree So, yeah, I I started on that and through that, um, that was like two years before I started competing. I actually competed. So I started that. And then through that process, I was scrolling on Facebook and um, an ad for my school that I went to and I'm an alumni of um, popped up, which I tell people I've never seen that ad. I never saw it before and I haven't seen it again. I've never seen an ad from them. So anyway, I did the ad enrolled in school and started pursuing my fitness and exercise science degree, um, did uh, through the process, started learning even more just about fitness and science and how it all works and like had an aha moment in class one day of just how um, to paradise the workouts is with the food so that mm-hmm. it really is like efficient and effective. And from that became a program that I now call Bible and Boot Camp. And I use my um, fasting time that I actually would journal every day when I was doing that 30-day fast. So I used all my prayers and my devotions and all my, um, like, scripture readings that I found. And I put it in all in one program. And then I um, did all the workout information. And I created a program. Wow. And so through that, I just kind of, like, decided that I really wanted to help other women glorify God and honor their temple. And that is where I am today. I um, try to be an encourager through social media of people to really turn to God and for all their things, to cling to Him in all things. And um, just through that, that they can find that their dreams will come true and their goals will be, um, they will reach their goals if they bring God into the picture. And so that has kind of been my um, mission and my motives and all that I've been doing for the last few years. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that's one thing that I have admired from about you from the beginning is the fact that you're not afraid to share your faith on social media, because I'm the same way. Like I'm not afraid to, you know, tell people I'm a follower of Jesus and that everything that I do is to his glory and, you know, help people understand that that really does make a difference. You know, and you mentioned a little bit earlier how, you know, when you started, wanting to lose weight, not just to have a nice body or look cute, but to honor God and honor your temple, you know, that makes Mm -hmm. a huge difference in, you know, what you, what you do and whether your results will actually last. I know that's been 
you know, the case for me, you know, when I just want to do something or like you said, to have the quick fix or the 30 day program or whatever, and my mindset isn't right, then I'll easily revert back, you know, to my old habits and they don't stick. So I think it's important that we put God first in everything that we do and realize that he does care about, you know, those things too. I think sometimes as Christians, we might think, you know, well, God doesn't care about the physical or, you know, this, this body is is temporary. We'll get a new body or whatnot. But I believe that he cares about how we live now and how our body is now. And, you know, because not only are we healthy enough to live, but we can actually serve more, you know, with a healthy body when we're out of shape and things like that. It's hard for us to serve. It's hard for us to do the things that we need to do for his kingdom. I cannot agree more. God wants to he wants our our smallest desires. He wants all of us. And I feel like the way that the church is being attacked is through disease, usually metabolic diseases and through marriages. And I feel like all of them, um, if you're taking care of the one temple that God gave you, the one gift that God gave you, glorifying him, I feel like if you just set your eyes on him, everything else falls into place. And I feel like we focus on so many other things than the foundations or, of course, the things that we don't want to work on. Um, and we're just just following bunny trails. But, it, um, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, it's definitely the case. So. So what kind of, and I know that, you know, weight loss, especially 80 pounds, like that's a lot. Like, I think like one pound is a lot because I'm, I'm like 4'11". You know, if I lose like one pound, that's like, you know, a, a percentage for my, <laughs> you know, exactly. So what kind of like mental hur- hurdles did you encounter during your uh, weight loss journey? Like, did you encounter like any, I guess, anxiety or depression or, you know, feelings of, you know, wanting to revert back. I mean, we always do like when we're going through a journey and we want to, you know, become better. Sometimes we, you know, get to the process and we get in our head a lot, you know, like, oh no, you can't do this. Or, you know, and sometimes for me, I'll be like, okay, I'll actually stop my progress with fear. You know, what, what if I get too thin or, you know, what if I, you know, get too obsessed and things like that. So how did you, you know, stay, I guess, on the straight and narrow during your weight loss journey without going overboard. Because, you know, just from following you like on social media and following your blog and stuff like that, you know, you've been able to not get skinny, but just get really like muscular and healthy and you have a lot of energy. And I think that's what people actually want. People don't want to be skinny and lethargic, you know, not to say that, you know, anything is wrong with any kind of body type. But, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, you want to be healthy during that process as well. Um, you, you, absolutely. So what I preach is grace over guilt always. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll give other people so much more grace than we'll give ourselves. So I, I always have to remind my, and I call them my beauties. It's just that grace over guilt, God's grace over your own guilt. And so when you turn things to God, you have a different perspective. You see things differently. Um, and as far as being on the straight and narrow, no, I was on the crooked and curvy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was So that hard. just shows it, what you see on social media isn't the whole story, right? It is not the whole story. It is not the whole story um, at all. And I always tell people social media is my platform. It's not my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had, I have. Anxiety. I was diagnosed with high anxiety when I was 25 years old. At 19, I saw my boyfriend get pistol whipped in front of me. Um, He was in a coma for two weeks. And I had 
the manifestation of post-traumatic stress disorder was my anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So at 25, I was having three to four panic attacks a day thinking that I was going to die (laughs) because a panic attack makes you feel like you're going to have a heart attack and die. Trust me, I've had them. So I know I can, I can totally. Right. They're terrifying. They're terrifying and they're debilitating and they take a lot out of you. And I was having several a day. So I did seek professional help at the time and I wasn't very faithful at the time. Um, Through this process from turning my worries, my guilt, my issues to God, has helped me with my anxiety, helped me with my depression. Do I go through them all the time? Because I am, my sinful nature will always take over my second nature. So I will always, unless I have my focus on God, then I do. That's when it becomes curvy and twisty. Um, When I am focused on God, it becomes very clear and straight. And so through the body build, when I was doing my bodybuilding, I always tell people like that was probably the most intimate I was with God. And that's because like every rep, sometimes I was praying because mm. it just, that's all the strength I had left. Um, I am a mom of three. Um, I was working at the time and I am working. I was a stay at home mom for 12 years and now I've been working for the last three years. And that's a big difference too. Yeah. Um, just caring for your home. I'm still a wife, which is a responsibility. I still have roles in my church that I have to take care of. Um, and I am a person who likes to have my own time as well. So, which was filled with exercise. So at, there was times where I was tired, cranky, hungry, <laughs> um, all the things. And so I would have to just turn on God, yeah. turn to God. I tell people that through that experience, um, I was really, really, really focused on God at the time. And also when you are prepping or doing those type of things, um, you kind of, you isolate yourself, not because, because you don't have a lot of time and it just makes things easier. Right. So I found the hardest parts, cause you asked what were the hardest parts of weight loss is being in social settings. Um, just especially in, in most of my social settings are church involved. So say like being at a Bible study, um, having cookies and brownies and things every week, sitting there at the table, oh, knowing yeah. that I, cause you know uh, how ch- church folks know how to eat and bring snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so like my self-discipline, that was really challenged throughout the process. And it's challenged whether you are in church or not. But for me, that was how my experience. Um, and then my family's not prepping. My family, um, my family lives a healthy lifestyle, I'd say, but they are definitely, um, they get, they have a lot more treats than I do. Right. <laughs> um, because they allow themselves. So just, I tell people, I had to make pancakes for my daughter every single day while I was prepping. Like the smell of pancakes was so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. So let so, me just like, pause you right there and go back. Cause you mentioned, um, excuse me, self-discipline. And I find with myself, even being in the fitness industry for 15 years, you know, or more and just, you know, being a personal trainer and all of that kind of stuff. I find that discipline is, you know, I guess my stumbling block at times. I guess sometimes I give myself too much grace, you know, to say, you know what, go ahead and have that cookie, you know, go ahead and have that hot Cheetos or whatever the case may be. So I'm Mm -hmm. interested, you know, from somebody who has been able to, you know, lose 80 pounds and maintain it. How do you, um, continue with that self-discipline, you know, where you're not, you know, turning away every single little snack or whatnot. Cause I know that you still, you know, enjoy treats and things like that, 
But give yourself that time to have self-discipline most of the time, because I think for me, my issue is I don't discipline myself enough, maybe because I'm not working towards a fitness uh, competition and stuff like that. I'm just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle for life, you know, but I would like to be more disciplined. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening would like to be a little bit more disciplined so we can, you know, maintain, you know, our goals and things like that. So can you give us some tips on how to maintain that discipline? For sure. So lifestyle wise, just living a life that's fit because not, well, not competing at the moment for sure is hard. And I always tell my clients, there's um, a couple questions you need to ask yourself. Well, first of all, if you're eating the right foods, craving things that don't serve your body become less and less. Mm -hmm. And so um, we don't really have a really nutrient dense diet. And I feel like when I don't eat the things that I should eat, like you know, greens, protein, healthy fats, that type of thing. That's when I really start craving the things that don't serve me. But there are questions that I do ask myself um, when I do not necessarily want to indulge because that's okay. I feel like that's okay to have treats. Like that's what life's about, but you can't be in a committed relationship with a cookie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to date it. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't be eat like every day. Yeah. That's not dating anymore. That's a committed relationship. So that's kind of how I feel with snacks and treats. We don't keep them in our house. Um, this started when I started on my weight loss journey. Um, we do have bakeries close by and we do have a grocery store close by. So if we do want to treat, we go and get it for the day, for the night. Usually treats don't last that long in my house. Um, but we don't have them in stock on the pantry. Right. And, and pantry. I think sometimes we forget that you know, those cookies add up. And I'm sure like in your Bibles and boot camps um, program, that's probably something that you teach your clients, right? How to have that moderation, enjoy your treats and things like that, but not let it overtake your life so that you can't reach your goals. Yeah. Like I said, you just can't be in a committed relationship. It's okay mm-hmm. to date it, but just, just can't, not every day, <laughs> like be right. a team, you flirt, you know, don't date your cookies every day. Um, as the questions that I ask myself when I am like, um, is why a lot of people know how to eat. They know what to eat, when to eat, but why are you eating? Am I eating? Cause I'm tired. Am I eating? Cause I'm mad. Am I eating? Cause I'm sad. Am I eating? Cause I'm hungry. Cause if I'm eating, cause I'm hungry, then that's a perfectly good reason to eat. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to fill myself with food other than experiencing whatever I'm trying, I'm supposed to be experiencing at the time, then that's when it becomes a problem. Um, and that's when prayer goes a long way and it sounds really trite, but it, works and it's something that I actually use so um those are and I just tell people like when you feel like oh I need to go get blah 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 ice cream why is it because you're celebrating is it because you just feel like you need ice cream is it because you're just want to have ice cream because you had a really crappy day or you had five minutes of a crappy day but you've been just um, going over it in your mind all day long and here you are at the end of the day and you just want ice cream to fill that void Um, there's and I think the why we eat is a big issue for people um, just because it can be very confusing Um, and because food is used for everything and it's actually one of the only acceptable abused drugs um, in society okay yeah, I think sometimes too, and food, you know, it's, I guess it's legal, you know, sweets is legal, mm-hmm. food you can mm-hmm. eat, and in the country like United States, you know, we have easy access to all the food, you know, all the snacks, anything you want, fast food on every corner. So, you know, 
when we see that it's there, it kind of makes us think it's okay to eat whatever. You know, it's almost like when they start selling drugs over the counter, you think it's safe. You know, oh, they sell this over the counter. I don't have to go to the pharmacy anymore to eat it or to buy it. So I can, it must be safe for me. Um, And that's not always the case, you know. So, yeah, I appreciate those tips. And so I don't want to keep this interview too long. I'm going to try to keep these, you know, under 30 minutes. So I just want to ask you a few more things. Um, So for someone who might just be starting their wellness journey um, with fitness, with, you know, healthy eating and things like that, what are a few tips that you can offer for them to get started? And then as well as a couple of things that they can do to stay motivated on that process. Um, So I would definitely, if you're able to get professional help, I would say seek professional help. There is so much um, information out there. And the thing is, you can't self-help yourself. I don't care like what the guru says. Mm-hmm. You can't self-help yourself. If you're in the middle of the ocean and you have a buoy, you can't pull yourself out. So seek help um, from a professional, someone who's certified and knows what they're doing. If you can't afford that, um, I definitely would start with where you are. Do the research. Um There's libraries that have information that you can do. And then start where you are. Start with portions, eating portions that are proportional to you, drinking more water, um, making healthy swaps, and moving more. Um, You don't have to get in the gym to become a fit person. You can walk. You can run. You can dance. You can swim. You can... There's so many different ways to move your body, but God wants us to move our body. Like, that's what we were meant to do. Um, And just be... And then I would say for motivation, if you can find accountability, that goes with the seeking professional help. Um, that really goes a long way. Having somebody to support you, even if it's your family or someone who you know loves you unconditionally, um, that is able to tell you yes and no. Um, I think those are really good first steps to get you going. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, with the people who follow me, with the clients I work with, you know, you basically just echoed everything I say, you know, walking can be, you know, a great form of exercise. You don't have to have a gym membership. You don't have to be going seven days a week for an hour, you know, to get fit. Nope. You've got to start somewhere and you want to start yep. somewhere where it's going to be maintainable for you to start. Because if you start going too hard, too fast, you're going to quit. That's what I always yep. say. It's like you have to have something that's sustainable for yourself and that you'll actually stick with. Um, and that way you can stay motivated. It's all about creating habits. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Uh, creating something that you're going to stick with and you're going to be able to continue to do until it becomes a habit and then you start to see change. And the only way you can change a bad habit, you can't ever get rid of a bad habit. It's actually a synaptic pathway in your brain that's ingrained. The only way you can cha- do it is to create a new habit that you like more than mm-hmm. your bad habit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Like people, like smokers, they stop smoking. And then 30 years later, they have one cigarette and they're back like like it never happened. Right. That's because that synaptic pathway got reignited. But before, they had found something to, a habit to replace their old bad habit. So that's why I tell people, if you're not a gym rat, it's not going to work. You have to find something that you want, makes you want to move your body. That's right. And if you love to dance dance like that's a great way to exercise there's so many ways and I always tell people think of your childhood what brought you joy when you were in when your childhood was it bike riding did you love to ride bikes grab a bike like there's so many ways you can move your body and like you said you don't have to do it seven days a week but just doing more than you did last week is something 
to be said for that. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And then you also mentioned um, getting professional help. So can you just tell people how they can find out more about your um, Bibles in Bootcamp program? Is that something they might be interested in? Um, yes. Well, kind of, but yeah, yes and no. So, um, <laughs> Bibles in Bootcamp is actually a mobile app right now. And I'm like really prayerful right now if I'm going to continue it as a mobile app. I really have been finding joy in taking it to churches. And right now I'm working with a nonprofit organization for teenage girls. Okay. And um, they're doing Bibles in Bootcamp live. And actually seeing Bibles in Bootcamp worked out live has been such a blessing that I'm really like torn if I... Um, Because I only have so much time and I do have my girls in my online training. I really want to be there in the app. Like you can message me live. I'm right there. Um, And so I just need to be able to focus on one or the other. So as of now, (laughs) you can get me at Bibles and Boot Camp. Um, You can find it at faithfueledmoms.com or you can find me on Instagram, faithfueledmom.com. A faithful mom, and it's right in my bio. The link anywhere to get me. All my programs are there. I have a sugar detox and devotion, Bibles and boot camp, um, and I have a healthy hormones program that's coming out. And then, um, if you are local to me, I'm in Jersey. I would love to bring it to churches because that's where I'm really finding um, just seeing God at work. Yeah. Um, and it's and this will be my third experience at a church, and it's been pretty amazing. Each time it's getting better. Um, yeah, I'm in Jersey. I am willing to come to your church and bring this program there or any nonprofit organizations. And I'm trying to figure out if I could do that online too. But working with these teenage girls have been, it's been so amazing because Bibles and Bootcamp is basic training for um, a health, setting a healthy foundation for a healthy lifestyle. So I walk them through like portion controls, macros, like first three weeks is healthy eating guidelines. And I'm fitness nutrition certified. So I like give them all the nuts and bolts and all those things. And then the last three weeks we put it together and throughout it every day, there's a de- devotion that comes through the app. And then you have workout um, calendar throughout the whole six week program. And that also is progressive too. So it starts off kind of basic and then by the end, they're like doing crazy workouts and the women are see amazing results and the teens are seeing great results too. And just having this conversation to talk to these girls um, at this age, there are a lot of them are juniors, juniors and seniors about mm-hmm. to graduate, go to college um, and just giving them these skills that they haven't been able to receive at home uh, has been pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah. I would love to bring it to churches, but I'm also online and you can find me at Faithfield Mom on Instagram. I'm Faithfield Mom everywhere. Yeah, okay. Type, yeah. So I'll put all of that in the show notes so people will be able to find you. And yeah, that what you said about being able to be, you know, there for your clients and being able to respond. And, you know, sometimes we have to keep things small in order to make the impact that the Lord wants us to make. We don't have to be like a worldwide, you know, program or person. I'm learning that myself too. It's like we don't have to try and reach the world, we can just reach the people around us to make a difference, you know, in the world and and in the kingdom as well. So I feel like we're all soldiers in this army. And if I could just do my little part over here, um, I would love to take over the world. (laughs) But um, and and I would need my own army. So I'm praying for a team to help me do that. But until then, I'm ready. I'm willing to just stay where I am. Yeah. um, Until it grows. But yeah, I'm beyond blessed to be able to do this and be able to be even the creator of this program and just to work with people in general, helping them honor their temple. So that's just awesome in itself. 
Well, that sounds like such a great program. And, you know, I've been following it and I'm seeing, you know, how you've been impacting women and changing their lives. So keep it up. And it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate that you are like my first interview on my podcast. (laughs) And, you know, like I said, we've been following each other for a while now. And it's crazy how you can meet someone online and feel like, you know, they're actually a friend and that you know them and you Mm -hmm. follow their journey. And I think when I first met you, you were probably just maybe midway through your journey and just to see your transformation from the time that I met you until now, it's a real encouragement. So I had to have you on so that you can, you know, talk to people who might be wanting to do the same thing, you know, and that might be wanting to start off for some weight loss. Maybe it's 80 pounds or maybe it's eight pounds, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think talking to someone who's been there and that's been maintaining is important so that people can know that it can be done. So, well, thank you, Dee, for coming on. And yeah, and hopefully maybe in the future we can have you on more and um, you can go into more detail about some things that people can do, um, you know, to get fit and to be faith fueled. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be your first. And I just pray that together we are able to help someone. Oh, me too. Me too. Okay, Dee. Well, thank you. And um, we will talk to you later. All right. Be blessed. Okay. Bye -bye. Bye.